So we come to the end of yet another MCU television series. This is the podcast, the Bennett Brothers podcast, that helps, for the Marvel series Hawkeye, episode six, titled... So this is Christmas? This is and Question I'm, Market. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us as we finish off this latest series. We're going to talk about the last episode, the spoilers. We're also coming to the end of the Marvel week. What a Marvel week it was. Hawkeye, Spider-Man to Hawkeye. It was just, that's, was that the best three in a row, do you think? Well, is it better than Shield? Actually two weeks, unless you're, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it count, is it better than Shield, Captain America, Shield? Yeah. Is it better than uh, what was? There was a couple other good weeks like that. It was one more. I don't know. That Shield one was pretty awesome because it was the first thing. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that was probably the best because they were so interconnected. But this was fantastic too. We're gonna spoil the heck out of it. So if you haven't watched this finale yet, go and watch it. And then come back and listen to us. And then join the conversation at Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod or send us an email, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Are we going to spoil any Spider-Man in this? Mm, I don't think so. If you haven't been spoiled already. I don't think we should. We have well, a whole you know podcast what, I could be there. honest. There's no connection to Spider-Man, so we're not going to spoil any of it. Yeah, so that's exactly. the spoiler. There's no connection to Spider-Man. Except that Spider-Man's in Except, this episode. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, we, uh, we're we going to talk about it. But before we get into that, Jerry's got a little bit of the news. The news. What's in the news? Don't do that. Did you see the new and long new? and first real Batman trailer? Oh yeah, the Batman, the cat the cat and the bat trailer, I think they called it. What do you think? Hell yeah, that looked great. I mean, it could suck, but I'm hoping... Totally. I hope, and this is me, I really like the Joker movie. So I'm hoping it's in that dark vein. I'm hoping it's better than the Joker movie. Well, the Joker movie's nominated for an Academy Award. I don't care about award shows. I know you don't care about it. Okay, pat me on my back. But you know, uh, give me, but you give know, me they something. nominate. It's it's rare that outside of that and Black Panther, it's been rare that any of these superhero films break through that category. Chariots of Fire beat Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> and that's when everything <laughs> fell apart. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Chariots won. of Fire. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Two minutes of Chariots of Fire, and that's all because the slow motion run. No, I've seen Chariots of Fire. Oh, really? It's been a very long time. I think you made me watch it. No. Because I believe you went into the movie going, this movie is going to be the greatest movie of all time. Was that Chariots of Fire or was that something else? I, I think it was Chariots of Fire. I've never watched Chariots of Fire more what than What was five the minutes. movie you went in going, this movie is going to... It was like, oh, it was... Uh, was it Red Sonja? Or something oh. like that. What was it? Dad used to say, you went into this movie and you're like, this movie is going to be like one of the oh. best movies of all time. No, it no, was... no! I told it was a stupid movie called Firewalker with Fire Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris and Louis Gossett <laughs> Jr. I never heard the end of that one because I had seen it and I was out with. Uh, well, I'm not gonna <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, People want to hear. Tim no, Curtis wants no, to hear no, the Firewalker no. story. <laughs> no, terrible movie. I made the mistake of saying, "Yeah, let's go see this" because I think I had actually watched it twice. It was weird. I saw it with some friends and then I said, "Yeah, and go see it again." It was, no, maybe that wasn't. Maybe I'm confusing that with the two times I watched Howard the Duck. That was bad. That's Movies bad. you've watched that you liked, and then upon further review, you're like, why did I like that movie? So that that brings us to the Batman. So that trailer is exciting. What do you think of this news that came out? <laughs> you know, because again, it must have been a slow news or whatever. Marissa Tomei reveals she wanted to give Aunt May a girlfriend, played by Spider-Man producer Amy Pascal. You know what that news told me? Thank God that they don't let these actors make these decisions. What a stupid, what a stupid news thing. You know, I would really like if Amy Pascal played my girlfriend in this and stuff, because Aunt May could be a girlfriend. And wouldn't that be great? And wouldn't that be wonderful? It's like, I'm blah, blah. Well, you know what, you, what a stupid you know, thing. You, 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 this is why she's wrong. Because look how great the movie's doing, not just box office wise, but critically it's wise. Just a dumb it's statement. everybody like, loves it. it. Imagine they added that in. 
well, then people would not like it as much. That's like, uh, it's just a I would dumb, want to mess with a good movie. It's a perfect just, it's, it's movie. Like, it's like, whoever asked the question, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's everything wrong. Everything wrong with Hollywood. Well, like, they did talk about how in the previous movie, there was a pitch line. Yeah, Spider-Man. Tom Holland oh, came out with I was just talking it. about because it was a throwaway thing. But, but Tom Holland came out with, and he said there was a storyline that they nixed pretty early on, but MJ was going to become a hero. Yeah, I saw that too. And I thought that was, it's interesting to hear like what, we're, you know what they, they, they were like, they were like you know everybody what everybody becomes they were a like hero. you know what it doesn't work we don't want to do it rightfully so and they got rid of it everybody becomes there you a go hero. yeah or they live they live long enough to see themselves yeah, become a villain do you know Hugo Weaving was actually considered to be brought back as uh, Smith in the Matrix movie in the Matrix Resurrections that would have been interesting I'm, I'm hearing he dodged that bullet oh god oh my god <laughs> I can say anything now I'm okay that's pretty good actually no, I read that on the that wasn't me that wasn't a uh, a Joel original that was. Uh, we're not going to talk about the matrix if you want us to talk about the matrix then we'll do a patreon or something <laughs> we have watched it yes yes uh that's all the news i have i think so yeah so that's the end of the news uh, question mark so we're going to dive right into this final episode jerry what'd you think phenomenal it was, this was the longest episode uh, over an hour and <laughs> it's phenomenal because it's the longest and it was no but i mean it just you know it wow wow everything about this again as i think we came to the conclusion with this kind of a show with only six episodes and being very non-episodic it's really hard to pull it from other episodes like loki i feel feels could be a little more episodic even though it's one long story too but it does and wandavision is was... very episodic with this show it feels like i'm saying oh i like the 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 the, the middle hour of a movie was my favorite yeah. part mm-hmm. it just feels like that but having said that i thought this was maybe the best of it all the way through you well, i love this but it did point out one glaring problem for me and that is I wish we had a kingpin the whole show. I have that note written down. Man, is that a mistake? Is it a mistake? Should she? Have, should he have been introduced in episode four? Have more of him in five and six? Even though, because I mean, <laughs> no matter when it happens, you'd have that great moment of ooh. Well, if he's dead, then yes, it's a huge mistake. If we get, if we get more, and we will get more kingpin, no, absolutely, then I'm okay with it. But I wish I he Vincent D'Onofrio does such a good job with that character. I, he is Kingpin. He is Kingpin. When I watch that, I don't see uh, Sergeant Pyle. I, I don't see Magnificent Seven. What about Michael Clark Duncan when he played Kingpin in Daredevil? Well, he's you see Michael Clark Clark Duncan in there. there. There's the guy from the Green Mile who's the same. What about John Reese Davies when he played him in the Trial of the Incredible Hulk? I can't. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's that, that's that's Gimli. Oh, I've never seen that. He's like, ah, oh, you know. No, I, and I, my he just he just does such a good job with the character. I know you made a comment during the the show that you wish he was like a foot taller, but I mean, or I, two I'm, feet yeah. taller, whatever it I is. I just want that extra. But I mean, still, I don't want him to be cartoonish. He is, I, I'm I'm assuming in real life he's probably like six five. He's a he's big four dude. Foot nine. Yeah, <laughs> they have him on Apple Box. Yes. He's a big dude though in general. Yes. So he does tower over some people. I mean, he's not going to tower over Chris Hemsworth, but he does tower over Kate Bishop because she's, she's uh, younger. Yes. So his, I, char- yeah. his characterization is very interesting. There's, If you want to go online and read about you know all the speculation of is he the same character, is he a variant, is it all... Honestly, the Netflix universe and to that extent the S.H.I.E.L.D. shows and Cloak and & Dagger and Runaways and even Agent Carter, they're all multiverse things slightly off-skew. Skewed, not as crazy as a multiverse, a universe that has 
say, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in it or Wesley Snipes as Blade, this is more like parallel a little bit over. Well, they Vincent D'Onofrio did come out and say that he's Again, this play, is an actor. I know, he's this an is actor. an actor. And Saying this is the way he he's it. playing it. He said he played the, the character the same way he... Yeah, that's fine. He's playing he's basically... the same character that he was in Daredevil. Yes, yes, yes. With that growth that he had from Daredevil. You know, the, okay. the, the mean streak of, of hitting the head, like decapitating a guy with a door, to having the love loss of it. He's playing that same character. So I, that's cool. Now, will they ever go... Having that, said we don't that, know. I don't see... <laughs> It's really hard to say. I mean, he sees growth. I didn't see like, oh, this is this is so kingpin after season three, not kingpin after season one. I never felt growth like the that. other way. Because remember, his whole thing was about his dad. He doesn't want to be like his dad. He wants to do none violent, of that. Like, came through. You're right. In the it performance. doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, he maybe utilized. It doesn't come that. through in the yeah. story. Yes, it comes through in the performance. I think because his love for Maya is his ability to be ruthless. I think it's there. So let's that's let's that's one big thing. In. That's one big thing I thought about it. Well, we bring uh, it up because uh, it's the first thing we see is we see uh, and hear mm-hmm. a big old step and a sea of cane. Yes. Also, I want to point out this direct episode is directed by Reese Thomas, who directed the first two yes. episodes. Did you like one, two, and six, or did you prefer three, four, and five? More of a seven, nine. Guy. <laughs> I think three, four, and five had a little bit more fun in it but i don't it's know maybe. maybe the structure of the story yeah, may, uh, yeah, also watching this one there's a lot of fun in there is this oh yeah there scene. is jack is awesome i i could take a swordsman show just jack is a swordman he's just awesome. well i wrote that in here I, I remember i mentioned it a while uh, in the first episode when we did our podcast go back and listen to it Bennett brothers podcast at wordpress.com or wherever you get your podcast i talked about i would love to see like a really long sword fight in the MCU. Who's he fighting? I, well, I thought he was going to be fighting Hawkeye, maybe, if he was going to be the bad guy. Like, he can fight Hawkeye or Kate, and it's just a really, like, you know, a good 10-minute sword fight. Obviously, we didn't get that, but maybe at some point we'll get an awesome sword fight. Because when's the last, like, I mentioned this in that podcast. What's the last good sword fight you've seen? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Was that a, that when he <laughs> battles those guys? Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, but, I mean, like, a good, like, a... I mean, you have the Phantom Menace, obviously, but that's going way back. 1938 Robin Hood, uh, Princess Mark Bride, the Mark of Zorro. I'm not talking about the uh, Antonio Banderas. I'm talking about the well, the Antonio Banderas uh, one has a good fight scene in there too. A good. Sword I'm talking fight. about Basil Rathbone. Yes, <laughs> Basil. Anyways, we could think about that for another time. But I would love to see a good Marvel shot sword fight. That would be something that I would like. Uh, and but we didn't get it. And also, okay. this is tying into what we're looking at here with Kingpin showing up right at the beginning. And the outfit he's wearing, which is the only time he wears it in the, outf- in the show, is at the beginning here. And then he switches to another outfit, which we'll talk about when that happens. Uh, I, I actually did something, found something interesting. I read something, and then I saw a video on it afterwards. And so I saw it a couple places. Some of the stuff that happened with what the Netflix shows did, and by extension, some of the other Marvel TV stuff, but specifically Netflix. Netflix, when they gave back the rights after, and they had, you know, when they canceled the show, and then they had to wait uh, a year or something like three that. Years, three years. Three years to do this. One of the things that Netflix has, and this came out recently because uh, a, a video and an article talking about how Netflix had the international rights for Star Trek Discovery. And they're not, and now they don't have anything to do. It's all for Paramount Plus. But Netflix was the one who actually funded the dang show, and that's why there's this whole thing. Like maybe Discovery wasn't going to come back because Netflix, like, we're not giving you any more money for this. And but it, but it has to do with the whole article talking about like in, in Star Trek when Star Trek shifted in 2006 from what it was to the new stuff. It had to be. It's have you ever heard the phrase? It has to be 25 percent different. 
25% different, it's a it's a term where people who do something, and this, it, you know, if it's got to be- Scripture rights and stuff like gotta that, It's got to be 25% different so that you can like go, okay, we can't really sue to get money, and also we're not going to be able to have to wait, pay, you have to do that. And, and that happened with Star Trek with a lot of stuff, but the reason I bring it up for here is because they said with the Netflix stuff, you have to be- Otherwise, they have to pay Netflix on certain things. Now, what now you say? What would they have to pay Netflix on? When he shows up in his outfit, that's fine because that's from the comics. Things from the comics, they're not. They don't have to change. But specific fights or specific outcomes that happen in the Netflix show that are very specific to that storyline that Netflix is mm-hmm. in, Marvel MCU ain't gonna touch it for no other reason. Then, and if this is true, if this is false, I'd be surprised because it sounded really logical. Was then they would have to pay Netflix some money because Netflix has a a percentage of of money. If they were to do, I'm trying to think of something specific, like when they killed uh, Ben, the the reporter. Mm -hmm. When they killed Ben Ben Urich, when they killed Ben Urich, that doesn't happen in the comics. So if all of a sudden they come back to this world and Ben Urich's dead, Netflix can go, hey, we actually, we came up with that. They have to be 25% mm-hmm. different, and that's Interesting, one of those things. Interesting, because here's, thi- here's one of the things that looks like a continuation. He's now walking with a cane. And he, he has a cane in the comics. Done. I know he had a cane in the comics, but in the Netflix show, he did not. But he got into that huge fight at the end with Daredevil, where Daredevil kicked his ass. Does now he have a cane because of that? Uh, why does I mean, he have, you can, you he can have a broken nose because of it? That, well, he, he, he's healed up, but his, I don't he's see got a limb. Well, I don't know. I, I think the fact he has a comic, he, he has the cane. I mean, you can do that, mm. but they're also, I think, the loophole again is it's in the comics versus it's from Netflix. I'd show. be interested to see if this Marvel, seems something like that's going to be hard to you. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually reading, Find the more Mar- I'm that. reading the Marvel book, the first 10 years, which goes into some of this. I'm like finding out, I, it came out a couple months back, and there was a time when all these articles on the websites were like quoting parts about it and it was like fascinating little insight into like who actually had the rights at a certain point and when they went up and even going down to the whole universal having hulk and then they gave them the rights but then they have hulk has the rights to the actual uh you know the actual um uh the putting him in a movie and starring it versus mm-hmm. he's just showing up and it goes into that and even goes into distribution I didn't yeah. I didn't know about but New Line Cinema had the rights to Black Widow, and they've had it for a long time. What happened was right before Iron Man two and everything like, or Iron Man, all of a sudden Black Widow came up to renewal, and they usually just go in and Marvel goes, yeah, here, give us another you know five hundred dollars. They never made a renew. movie out of and it. And they, when they, they, they net, New Line Cinema was just going to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're coming back because we may make this, we may not, and that's when Marvel goes, yeah, you're not getting the rights back. And New Line Cinema was not happy. Like, what do you mean? It's like, no, we're not getting it back. It's like, but we're gonna give you like five hundred dollars or. $50,000, whatever it is. And Marvel was just like, yeah, we'll take whatever money you can get. That's the, that, that's how it had been for a decade plus, however long New Line Cinema had the rights to it. And this book is giving a lot of insights into that. And so this I idea of like 25% into the, is... to the use of it. Like we, t- we talk about like they have to make a Fantastic Four movie or they lost the rights with Fox. It is. It is. That's, I found out that's exactly, so they exactly what happened. Since they didn't make a Black Widow movie, they lost the rights to it. Well, the same they, with the same with the, the theme parks. If your character is not going to show up in costume at the theme park, you lose the rights to that character at the theme park. Yes, and, it, and the same thing happens with um, the Hulk. Universal had to make another Hulk film or they were going to lose the rights. Mm-hmm. And so Marvel said, hey, we'll make a deal with, we're going to make the movie, but we'll let you distribute it, and then we'll let you keep the uh, the rights. Because at that time, Disney wasn't there. 
All the other mm-hmm. di- all the other Marvel movies were being distributed by Paramount, so they said, "Yeah, Universal, you can keep it," because that was what the process was. Then Disney comes in, and Universal goes, "We still have this," and they're like, "Okay, well, we're not going to make a Hulk film. We're going to have Hulk show up in other films." And I thought that was interesting. So it's that whole I, I, again relating back to the show we're talking about. I, I, it has to do with the twenty five percent difference for the. Hulk I wonder if we'd Kingpin. ever. I know we're getting a She Hulk, but like if we'd ever get a Hulk television show the way we get a Hawkeye one, like we can get around the Hulk distribution by doing it's a television show rights. And stuff like oh yeah, that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's lots of lawyers who have big degrees who have studied this stuff. Who, who all right? So I know about. I diverted their people, nope, but now okay. we're getting back into. I wanted to mention that about the kingpin. <laughs> I, I found it funny, and it gets mentioned later on. But like, what did Eleanor do that was so bad? She she turned in her fiance. Yeah, that was bad. She 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 framed you. She hired Elena to kill Clint. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But she murdered. She murdered Armand. Armand. She murdered Armand. Now we didn't I mean, we see don't it. No, she could have hired yeah. somebody. She's already hired somebody because to kill she's Clint. A, she it's a weird him. character, right? She's forced into a situation because the husband who died is you know was in with the mob so she has to cover all this or kingpin's going to well, maybe kill her family told, you know, what, what we're told but i'm going to i'm going to go based on what we're told cuz yes. obviously we never saw the husband die we never saw armand get stabbed by her if we just go by what we're told she was forced into this situation cuz she went to the police with kingpin no like she had to do this now she started to get really bad she started to break bad but i don't it, it's a she's innocent but she's also you murdered someone that's why i wish they would have kind of maybe shown armand being a bad person they never showed him being a bad person. No, no, they did not. I mean, so she's she's bad. Like you're yes. a murderer. Like that's like the worst thing you can be. Yeah. That and you know Copyright. pirate television. Yep. You did the same thing I did. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. So El- uh, uh, Eleanor said when they have the conversation here, she's trying to get out. She says she has an insurance policy. He's like, I've got all this information, documents. That never bothers Kingpin at all throughout the rest of the episode. He it's never thinks about paid that. Off. He's... So that that has nothing there. But yeah, and also as you said, we learned that Kate's father owed money, which she said she's paid over. You know. Yeah, but she once when she's in, she can't get out because she don't. She's yeah. doing so well for Kingpin. So we go to the apartment, the aunt's apartment. This is I thought this is a short little scene, but I like this moment here where Kate, Clint calls Kate his partner. This that is, is the key moment of this. This scene. is a big. You're my partner. You're my partner. It's getting over Nat. It's yeah. moving on. It means a lot. I like this. I didn't really get to. I didn't feel this throughout the show. No, he didn't want to do this. But it's interesting to like. I like. It's interesting to hear it and go. Okay, that's why this. It's a really the whole dynamics of the show being Hawkeye. I mean, obviously, she's a character that's introduced, has her her heart on her sleeve, and we spend so much time with her and her family. But it's like, what do we get from Hawkeye? Hawkeye is a character that's kept all his cards close to the vest for all of the films he's been in, and this one, even this show, to a certain degree, does it. But it's Kate. You get Kate right from the very beginning. She's all there. This is who she is. Mm-hmm. This is a journey. Clint slowly opens up over this whole show to this point. This was like the most. It was like, oh, my gosh. You know, like he's really he's not rolling his eye. Why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to deal with these LARPers? Why do I have to deal? I mean, it's like he becomes much more open at this point. Yeah. Three-dimensional in a lot of ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. So finally, we go back to the Kingpin show again. And this time Some he's got a, somewhere. he's got a Hawaiian outfit, which is from the comics. Yes, I saw interesting the choice to do this when you're bringing him in. You do show him in his other outfit, but then all of a sudden, it's iconic. And then for the rest of the episode, this outfit, which is almost distracting, it's almost distracting because it's like he's why is he dressed like that? I know it's in the comic, and the comic it's like one comic series. Well, he's done. in when they're in that back room. 
it's like a Hawaiian designed back room. I don't know if he's at a party or if he's at some restaurant that's Hawaiian themed. I don't know exactly where they're at when they have when Echo comes in and confronts him. But they had to change it up. But they're not. They didn't want to change the white suit. They just changed the shirt. And I'm totally okay with that. Keep the white suit. Keep the oh, white yeah. suit. Oh yeah. Oof. Yes. We get to see Kingpin get emotional. Uh, this is key to his character and his how he does is like he wants to see composed and straightforward and everything like that but it's all under the surface and that's makes him extremely dangerous too because when he explodes you're like okay everybody's gonna get i think they talked about this i know we talked about this in the, the podcast we did for daredevil he's a child in a superman's body so when, when, when he loses when he loses he's he loses his anger he's destructive like he's a child like he doesn't have control over yes. that it's fascinating for the character. I like the phrase he says at the end of this. After this, he's like, hey, the city belongs to me. Yeah. I also like that he mentions the Avengers. So that he lives in the world with the Avengers. There's a subway scene here. Well, the, do we? this is all, is this the scene where he's talking to, to Maya. Maya? Yep. So the, the, I thought this was interesting. Is they're completely, there's no guessing around the book. This was very real versus television. When somebody's lying on a TV show and they make sure like the audience can see that they're lying, uh, you know, and then like, other people don't pick up on it, like we, which was completely obvious. This one wasn't even totally obvious, and they were like right away, oh, yeah, she's lying. We lost her. And I'm like, oh, very observant and astute. And it gives your character gravitas as they go like, oh, she's okay. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, they, they both got it, and I thought that was great. So she's asking time off, which she says, yep, no, go ahead, take your time off. They go out, they cut to a subway with where are they going here? So they're at the apartment. They hop on the subway. Next we see them, we're gonna be, they're going to be in the workshop. What works making out? trip, making trick arrows. What works? That's great. That's what I'm asking. Where do they go? Where do they go? Is it another safe house? Where Where are they going, Jerry? Or is it one of the Larpers places? It must be one of the Larpers. It must be the well, Missy. That's where the outfits are at. It must be where Missy makes the outfits and all that. Because yeah, they're in the they're in the apartment. They're on the subway, and then they're in a workshop in an apartment. So yeah, it has to be that. Yeah, maybe there's a line of dialogue that we both missed. I don't know. I don't miss anything. Jerry. No, but we get the arrow me- making sequence here, which a lot of these arrows in this whole sequence is kind of from the comics because in the comics we get a whole moment where he's making arrows, and some of these are very specific cool. from that. We find out he makes his own arrows. Remember we were talking about does S.H.I.E.L.D. make it? Does Iron Man make it? No, he makes his own arrows. Having said that, he has a bunch of Stark ones. He has a Pym one again. So he has all of this stuff. And again, yeah, he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He's got access to technology the same way Nick Fury had, you know, his vehicle and the flying car and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I also like the scene because Kate tells Clint about the opening sequence of the show, Hawkeye, the first episode, where she's like, hey, I saw you. I saw you jump off. You inspired me. And I thought that was really nice. You talk about, he mentions at one point that this is a too dangerous arrow. I wonder if, like, because the world he lives in with the superheroes, like, does that mean he has, like, an arrow that's, like, theoretically could ha- could hinder the Hulk? And that's why he has to have a couple, like, you know, you've got, you got an arrow that can make things small or big, which is magic for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. He has to, does he have an arrow that goes, listen, if I have to, this could damage Thor's ears or something. I have to be able to, like, so this, you know, or take out. The, ba- he, the Batman, the he Batman has factor. To be, he's in a world where it's like, wait a minute, there's Cap, Thor, and, and Hulk. I mean, Iron Man is electric, so you can always... But this, it's like those big ones, it has to be a, this is, something. This is my kryptonite arrow, basically, yes. is what you're saying. When you see the magnetic arrow, I thought it was pretty cool. They go to a holiday party. We see the, the Truster Bros trucks yep. driving there. At, the holiday party is at the Comcast building, 
which I thought was fun because Comcast had a bidding war with Disney to get Fox. <laughs> and so they're at the Comcast building, which I don't know if the Comcast building is like an iconic building in New York. I just don't, I don't know New York. Isn't well that uh, Rockefeller Center right there in the Is front? it Rockefeller? Is and Comcast that, Rockefeller Center? Is well, that's building? basically the building where Saturday Live is filmed oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what that is in the Today Show and all of those shows. Yep. Clint and Kate, they're dressed up snazzy. They look good. See Kazi in a sharpshooter at the party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this 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 part's weird. Okay, so he's he's set up there to do something in the sharpshooter. But I mean he I'm I'm thinking there's a, gonna be a party sequence here. This party gets he blows this party out really fast. The party goes from from hey, the party's starting party's over. I was like, and it, it's like, was he just gonna like shoot whoever he wanted to at a certain point? I mean, it's just, wanna, it's weird. Before we get into this actual shooting though, yeah. I wanna point out I like the fact that, that Gary was there again. The guy she worked for. Well, she didn't work for him. But I know. I, I actually, like that he I, was there again. I thought that was really funny. I missed that the first time. The LARPers are there, which I thought was cool. Like, oh, the LARPers are So helping. the LARPers are in place. How do they get in place? I mean, how do they take out the, like, a catering company would have people. I have people. no idea. But I mean, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Don't look at that. Yeah. Oh, no, I've gone cross that. Jack has his sword. Yep, yep, that's fat. And he's talking to Armand, Armand the, the seventh. seventh. Yep. That was a funny scene. Well, remember that time you wore your pants? We, I remember. Everybody remember. Yep. We all remember. It's great. I, oh, it was great. fantastic. Elena shows up. In her coat, she never takes off. If you'll notice that she's got her coat on because she's going to... Which I always wonder is like, is this tied into the uh, the party at Secession? Because that was a whole. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> no, but she's got her outfit obviously, and then if you look at Kate, she's wearing a turtleneck. This whole thing because she's got her outfit on, and Hawkeye has yeah. his outfit on. Yes. Kate confronts her mom. She go, they go into a side room and they talk, and Kate never goes. Kate never goes. Hey, mom, you're a murderer. You've murdered people. You've murdered. You're a murderer. Yeah. Murderer. 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 I thought you were doing a. Gollum. Yeah. Lots of ear touching in this whole sequence. Yeah. J- like, Jerry's, you know Jerry's favorite. But it, I, I think it. You don't you need to, to. You don't need so to. So is everyone's Look mic at, on all the time? That's why I don't know. Are they touching the ear to go, now I can talk. Now I'm not going to talk. It's kind of, again, again, we live in a world where AirPods are common and people don't touch it to talk. It's there. I can hear it. I can talk. We live in a world where. Five Bond movies ago, James Bond was in a sequence in Casino Royale. And he's like, "Stop touching your ear." He says it to a guy. That's right. It's yep, like, yep, come on, yep. we don't do this. That that's a that's a trope, but there it is. This is when now when Kazi starts shooting. Oh, the music here, it's like quasi uh, Christmas action diehard ish kind mm-hmm. of thing, and it is because it's got the Christmas theme coming in, and then it kicks into its own action. I'm just like. Oh, this is fantastic. You didn't fantastic. listen to the CD and spoil yourself with anything? No. <laughs> Kate, Kate's mom goes to Kate. She's like, don't go out there. It's too dangerous. But right before that, she goes, don't worry. Everything's under control. She has nothing, nothing. under Not a single thing under control. Kate's mom gets so... Go to your room. You don't even control that. Yeah. It's, her mom just turns out to be a nothing in this final thing. Like, they build her up. There's a couple of characters that aren't, you know, that don't really result to anything... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kazi. Uh, so it's it's it, yeah. Kazi was created to be yeah. killed. Let's be real. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then again, speaking of Kazi, he sees Clint. I'm gonna open a fire. You know, mm-hmm. he takes a shot, shoots at him, uh, which is an action scene. I didn't appreciate that. Like he's in the window, and then what does Clint do? Instead of like running through the room, knowing he's the target, run next to he the runs window. past all these windows. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from these windows. He hates these windows. <laughs> Run to the center of the building. He can't see you then. Oh no! I love this moment here, and I could do more. I could have more of this, and I'm hoping we're gonna get more of this. Elena and Kate, their banter back and forth when they do the elevator bit. 
was when she's slapping her hand to get away when no, she wants to push the good. buttons. Wonderful stuff. And then Kate, when you Kate like actually she... when Kate actually slaps Yelena, she's like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which is funny is that was right that sequence ha- when she first sees Yelena, it's literally right while people are running around touching their ears and they're all talking. Then she sees Yelena, she sees the Black Widow assassin, and she doesn't say anything. <laughs> Like, Clint, there's the Black Widow assassin here. Yeah, right? Just okay. be careful. But yeah. I was like, yeah. Also, we didn't mention Jack's walking around with a sword. It's, we did mention that. But I, he had I the like, sword and he was yeah. talking to him on the seventh. But I like how, yeah, exactly. I'm saying that Hawkeye goes, that's a, a weird flex, but no, Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a weird, tra- you just got a, you just got arrested for murdering someone with a sword and now you're walking around wearing a sword. <laughs> okay. I like Kate's uniform. She goes, was that planned? Yes. No. no. That, was good. that was great. <laughs> and then they have a whole old boy sequence. That's what I call it, where the camera's going and they're, run, they're fighting through the hallway sequence. I love this. Loved it. The two of them together is awesome. Clint has weaponed up. They gave him, the, the LARPers gave him their stuff. And uh, he takes Kazi and he shoots some purple gas arrow purple at Purple gas. Him. What Just, does that do? It, <laughs> not knockout uh, yeah, gas, not, knockout not gas. tear glass, whatever. It's not even, yeah, it's not but it's purple it's not, because he's, yeah. he's Hawkeye. He oh, should be in purple. Uh, speaking of that running sequence there, the old boy scene, it was great because there's that line. It's like, stop making me like you. Yeah, oh, it was, was great. A great line. It, the two of them together is awesome. Yeah, that's it's when Yelena really goes well out the window perfect. Yep, uh, which here's the thing I had a trouble with initially. She goes out, again, it's a pretty big building. She goes out that window and it's completely exactly lined up with where Clint is at. That's fine. There's a lot of windows that building. So, but I kept thinking maybe that was the direction she was going because she knew where he was going because they're taking it. You know, whatever, don't, whatever. I don't worry about that. I, I, I did see it the second time. I'm like, she could be thinking about the It could have been an accident that she saw him going down too. Because like, she might not have known there and she's fast enough to pull her gun out because she just sees him in the window. As also, I guess they were going down. It's, okay, yeah. Okay, so. I like Kate jumping off the side of the building too and doing her own thing. Uh, how does she not die or break yeah. legs? Well, this, how does Clinton not die when he jumps out the window into the tree or, <laughs> and, get, and get a get a branch up the butt? Like, <laughs> you know, that, how, how? Kate lands down there and the yes. tracksuits come up. Very funny scene when the one guy mm-hmm. wants to it's thank me. her. Imagine Dragons. We went to Maroon 5. Uh, yeah. That was great. Uh, her fighting ability is much better now. She's improved. And but she still she's needs Jack. Jack own. comes in and saves her. Oh, great Jack sequence. with the sword is yes. great. Great, but Jack's going through and killing people versus them just maiming people with bows and arrows and and hands and feet. He's going through and slicing heads off. I don't know. No, he's not. Hawkeye is lacing or putting uh, explosions all over the Mm -hmm. floor he's on, and then he's going to have this sequence, but not uh, where he's going to deal this, but he gets first attacked by Kazi, which is no real challenge. Oh, no, I know. Kazi doesn't stand a chance. (laughs) That's what I wrote. This is really telling us. It's like, Hawkeye might be the most well he might be the best fighter of all the Avengers. I know Nat's really good, but like I think Hawkeye might be the best. He could be. Again, the comics are always interesting. Like Wolverine is a terrible fighter because he just has no defense. He goes in because his he's like, I can take a hit. Mm -hmm. And so he goes in there. So as far as like like a technique, he doesn't really have like he's just I'm just going and slashing. So even though he's done in the MCU now, is it Shang Chi? Is it Hawkeye? It depends is on the it, power level they is have. Is it I mean, Angelina Jolie from The Eternals? Is she's it, a fighter. I'm talking about just, just fighting. Is it, is it Cap? Yeah, it's a good one. Cap's is it, an incredible fighter. Is it is it the is it Taskmaster who can actually mimic the stuff? Mm-hmm. You could be a great fighter. Maya can mimic shots. She's Echo. She does this stuff, but she doesn't have the mass behind it. I like the idea of Shang-Chi being the best fighter. No. Probably. I mean, that's the trick. Mar- yeah. Is martial arts the best? Is, you know, whatever. You Versus... Know, Hawkeye, who's a survivor. 
Oh, great conversation. I like that. Yeah, so Kyle, this is when Clint jumps out the building, his rope breaks, and he falls into the Rockefeller tree, which has a little owl in it. Which, which is, is based on a real thing. There was an owl living in the Rockefeller so wait, tree. does the owl have nothing to do with the other Daredevil villain besides Kingpin? Is the owl... From Watchmen, yes. No, not that. It's not that owl? No, the not owl. Not the DC, but he's, he's no. Dr. Manhattan crossover. The, the owl, who actually has Wolverine claws, which I'm not kidding. <laughs> they do a weird cut to Maya at her apartment. She's mm-hmm. just hanging out. Just, well, she's packing up. Yeah. And she's looking at photos of her dad and Kazi, and like, that's life. LARPers suit up in this Back at the yeah, Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, Plaza. I want to point out here, uh, we get to see FAO Schwartz. So this is the second toy store we've seen. We've seen KB Toys and now FAO Schwartz. We know it's FAO Schwartz because they have the piano on the ground from, from Tom Hanks' great movie, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Did you think, Jerry, sidebar, tangent, that out of all the toy stories that have existed in your childhood and all that, that FAO Schwartz would still be around and be the survivor. I never bought anything there. No, so it's overpriced. It is so overpriced. But it's the one that's still around. Like there's no there's no KB Toys. Actually, I did there's buy we no did, toys we did buy Star Wars glasses from the Las Vegas we one. We did because Las Vegas one was they had a, badass. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was before like Star Wars became a big. Thing. Oh yeah, they had a, a cantina band there. <laughs> I just can't believe that FAO Schwartz is still around out of all the toy stores. I mean, I think Toys R Us is actually coming back, but it was bought by someone, and it's getting inserted places. But anyway, anyway. So, anyways, they uh, he's in the tree. She's fighting. And they take LARPers the tree come, down. Yeah, LARPers come dressed up. This yes, is when the LARPers yeah. finally put their costumes on. Silly. Whatever. Fine. Take the tree down, which is fine. But this mm-hmm. basically gets Hawkeye. Hawkeye revealed a uniform, and then we get to the giant trick. Where do you fight. think they shot this? Atlanta. You think they built? They they built the whole plaza. They probably. I did. think there's a lot of green screen or. Again, we we live in a world now from the Mandalorian where anything yes. can look like it's been well, shot. Well, the reason anywhere. the reason I bring this up is because when we have these fight sequences, they shot external stuff there. They're they standing should. on the ice. They're not slipping and sliding on this ice. I'm assuming I've ice. never been on the ice. It's not ice, and that's what I'm assuming. It's probably also not they ice. could have shoes that have real deep. Or they could traction. lay down boards that paint white. You know, <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> we would never know. Uh, but I didn't know if this was shot at Rockefeller Plaza, which I doubt it. But it's I during it's at some, night. I thought they shot it's some plates night. and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be I, curious. I haven't read about that. Uh, as, as the trick arrow fight, this whole sequence, we get to see all, all good stuff. This is great. This is their moments. Avengers moment, too, where yeah. they get the slow motion going, panning around the two of them. Yeah. Loved it. You get the pim arrow where oh, here we two go. guys get shrunk, which there was uh, a, a deleted scene or never got finished or whatever where they were going to show. I read about this, that they were supposedly, they go at the end and you see the owl is in a tree somewhere with the little people in the, in the Well, tribe. you made a good point when we were watching it. Do you remember your point? I never know what I remember. When you shrink something, there's a reason why Ant-Man wears a mask. It's because you can't breathe when you're that small. And they have the van in Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, but they shrink that, but it's like a specially designed van. Yes. This is not a specially designed now, van. Now, is the fact that the... Is it because he's not... Is the Ant-Man smaller because he's the size of an ant... But aren't these guys about the size of yeah. ants? Well, these guys, yeah, because the the little baby owl picks it up. Yeah, and so, that's the truck, so, and so they're, they're inside dead. the truck. That's right. Like they, they made a whole point about Ant Man saying you you can you can breathe in here because it's specially designed. It's yeah. airtight. The trick about that is you watch Iron Man one and you go like, oh, that's a real armor. You can you can see that, and then you go, by the time you get to End Game, it's like. Magic Nano, he said, yeah. there's my face, not my face. There's yeah, my face, not the, my face. There's the technology my face. is now advanced enough that you can shrink people and it puts them in a bubble of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You, that's mm-hmm. a line of dialogue. Oh, it hits. It changes the molecules of whatever gets shrunk and it recognizes through nanotechs that it recognizes that you can post. Yep. Just, yeah, it could be something silly like that. 
I like this moment here because I, I love it when shows do this. This show f- foreshadowed this scene coming up here because they talked about it. So they knew where they were going with this. Hawkeye splits his arrow in Twight. He spits it in Twight. That's Robin Hood, Men and Tights, Jerry's favorite Mel, Mel Brooks film. Ugh. Anyways, he splits it. They had a conversation in episode four about Kate's like, no, that's impossible. You can't split an arrow in two. And Clint's like, no, I've done it a dozen dozen or so times. And he does it here. And for the right reason, he splits it and Kazi catches it. But I love that they set this up in episode four. That's really good writing, in my opinion. When you can design stuff from episode one, two, and three and foreshadow it and then put it off in the later <laughs> episodes. What you did there. You went one, two, three, and four shadow. Yeah, I know. I know what I did. Oh, you did? No, I didn't. I didn't think you did. <laughs> do you mean to do that? Yeah. No. Yes. No. So we get a couple fights going on here. We have Kazi versus Maya. And we have Clint versus Yelena, and, and and then eventually we'll have Kingpin versus Kate. Well, Kingpin. You want to handle them each individual? Or are you going to bounce around? Bounce around. Okay, you bounce. We'll see what happens. Kingpin goes after Elena. And I like that. Uh, I like this because he, he rips off the door <laughs> and then showing he goes his after Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah, I'm sorry. We've already Eleanor. done this new the name thing and stuff. <sighs> he rips off the car door. I love that. Like yeah. he is, he's awesome. And then Kate comes to the rescue and shoots him with an arrow, and he just he shrugs it off. Shrugs it. off. Now here's off. what you could do with that. You could, you could say he's superhuman, which he clearly is. Or if you wanted to logistic this, they have done it with the fabric, mm-hmm. where fabric bulletproof. is bulletproof yeah. or it, it absorbs or whatever. So, you know, you could do that. I still say he's superhuman and he took an arrow to the chest. But they could do whatever they want. Not just an but arrow to the chest. He gets hit by a car. It's by a car. And he gets hit hard. Yeah, so Eleanor comes in and does her thing. Well, she couldn't have backed up that far. So it's just Well, the, 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 the airbag went off, so it's a pretty hard collision. The Maya fight happens, and she kills Kazi. It's fine. Weakest that's part gonna of the lead. Fight. That's gonna lead towards Echo. Yes, which is fine. Yes, yes, but that's the part that we could care about the least if you want to look at it that way. Yelena and Clint. So yeah, well, Kate and Kingpin are fighting. Yelena and Clint. They have a really good fight. This is where I wrote down the ice. Like they're not sliding on the ice. Yelena's reasoning. I wasn't sure. I mean, again, her whole reasoning for wanting him to kill. I wasn't sure if she had some information that we didn't have this whole time. I go, okay, this will justify why she wants nope. to do it. It's clear she was just she couldn't deal with it, so she wanted to kill this this hero, based on because she couldn't possibly believe this other thing. So it, it, it's, it's a, it was a harder grief. She yeah. wanted to kill him because of grief. It's kind of I didn't. I mean, it's she fine. wanted to blame someone for it. But he got to over the course of this fight, he gets to tell her the whole end game story, and we have. Uh, I know you're probably going to go into the whistle coming up and everything coming up. Yeah, yeah. before we get to that, Kate fights Kingpin, which is awesome. Uh, then Kate, so Kingpin breaks the, the arrows. I like that she uses the snap with his cufflinks, which it was a big part of Netflix. The Netflix show is cufflinks also saw important. Him right before he gets hit by the car, there's a close up of the cufflink when he's. That was then speaking of the twenty five percent. That was a big storyline. I don't know in, if the cufflinks are from the comic. I don't know. But that. she gets his cufflinks and she does, she does the snap, and it explodes. It's awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. She beat. She, she was right there in that explosion too. She should have. Taking some serious. Well, hopefully, she there. has some ear damage. <laughs> like her hero. Eleanor gets arrested. Arresting uh, your mom like Christmas. Mom, should, yeah. I, should I wait till February to have you arrested? You murder. You you killed someone in cold blood. Someone that we never saw being a bad person other than going to a black market. I don't know. It, 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 yeah, she. I was like, God, you suck. <laughs> you, you suck. As, but she saved her by hitting Kingpin with the car. She's a weird gray character now at this point, except for the fact that she killed someone. It might not have been the first time. And then we have, yep, this is Clint does a secret whistle. 
from Black Widow, which is nice. And the cell Yelena knows that Clint is not the reason she died. It was a nice scene. We get Kingpin walking away, and this is when Maya confronts him. And then she shoots the gun off camera. Interesting point here. I don't know if you know this. I'm just curious. Go back to. Do you think Eleanor has any ability to be redeemed on the show? Not that it's really the show isn't really about her. It's not named the Eleanor show. In other words, if you were a character, as a character, let's say as a character, and you know, murder. I mean, we don't know if she actually murdered. I mean, she may have hired somebody to do it. Is my guess or whatever? Because clearly, why you haven't seen anything of her walking mm-hmm. around with a knife? So she's hired someone to do it. So she hasn't technically done it, even though she she hired the same way she it. hired Yelena. To so kill the do, let's say if you have a character who wants who selfishly, in her case, is selfish. If you have a character who selfishly say wants to do something for some friends so that they do something that and then the results of that let's say you go to somebody and say hey can you do uh some sort of something or other so you can make people forget this so that i can do this and mm-hmm. the results of that is someone in your life dies aren't you responsible for well the i mean this go uh, outside of what you're doing with your <laughs> with your little tongue-in-cheek there beat around the spider bush. we can look at loki loki's a prime example people have died because of loki but is he? Can he be redeemed in this Marvel universe? Absolutely. So I think doesn't, she can. Well, he see that 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 doesn't work no matter what because it's like Loki. Even if Loki was murdered somebody in the jurisdiction of a country that acknowledges, like he killed somebody in Uganda, and people are like, or nobody cares. So he gets he gets he gets convicted, and he's in the in the United States system, and they said you're convicted, and you're going to jail for murder. Uh, even if we don't give you a chance for parole, you're going to be in jail for a hundred years. He's like. I'm a thousand years old. After a hundred years, you have to let me go. It's like, what's the point of the? That, that, is it rehabilitation? Is it punishment? Doesn't matter. He's but, I mean, he's, been, a, he's there's immortal. Been other, there's been other, even even on the the big scale. I mean, Odin went around the universe killing people because with he's his from daughter. a different society. You can't I get put that. your, okay. your, your I mean, judgments. Well, on we that. can look at another example is when Scarlet Witch put up the bomb that killed, you know, Black Panther's father, and T'Challa's father. Is but she gets redeemed in a, her way, you know, and also she goes bad in WandaVision and she kidnaps all those people and brainwashes them. <laughs> you know, can can people? I think she can. Do I think she will? Will she? If she stars in, an, if there's another Hawkeye series, maybe, and they bring her back, I don't know if she's gonna be brought back. She might be in a deleted scene in a movie somewhere. Maya confronts Kingpin. She shoots off camera, so we don't know if she kills him. I like the line here though, and this is a comic book thing. Kingpin at the end says, uh, sometimes families don't see eye to eye. I believe in the comics she does the same thing, but she blinds him. And he's blinded temporarily for a time, which is ironic because he's a major villain to Daredevil, so Daredevil doesn't have sight. So we will see how that that pans out. I just like this. Families don't see eye to eye. Bam, that's when the shot happens. And we do hear a boom, like dropped. Yeah, so he's not dead. No. That would be the biggest travesty. You don't bring him back him off after one episode, no. Christmas Day, Clint's farm. Clint goes to the house. He has brought Lucky and Kate with, which I thought was great. I didn't know if they were they they kind of did the surprise, like Clint's there with the presents, and then Kate comes out the door. She's like, "Oh, I'm with you too," which is great. Happy, 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 joy, 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 all good stuff. And then Jerry, as he's sitting there, they forgot the watch. Do something with the watch. What's up with the watch? The watch. He gives it to Laura. It shows that she was an agent of Shield. It says 19 on it, which. Agent 19 in the Marvel Shield world is actually Bobby Morris, a.k.a. Mockingbird, who is a character that in the comic books 
is eventually someone who Clint marries and they eventually get divorced even though they have well she gets killed but then she finds out she's not because of secret evasion she's a scroll, she's, yeah. a scroll. she's been taken earlier she was dead for a couple of years and then she wasn't but she eventually they get divorced but they still have a on again off again relationship so so the, it's, it's key because if if she, she's clearly a shield agent if she's and if she's mockingbird is her real name Bobby Morris or is it uh, the Mockingbird is a title that passes around, or, or does is it, have it anything to, Or is it just age? She's agent nineteen. Not or does it? Have, well, why would you choose that number? Is a nod? Is a nod to the fans of the comics that Mockingbird and Hawkeye were together? But if they wanted to do Mockingbird, he would have said, "I found your watch, Bobby." He would have actually. They might have made it more. No, specific. because we know her name from from Ultron. Laura. And so you would never. I mean, if you would tease that in the front, unless you're going to do a you know, Mary Jane. Mary uh, MJ, blah, Mary J., yeah. Watson slash it's like her but name. But that, that I think they were just doing a nineteen as a nod to the comics and going, it's he he's his his girlfriend is Mockingbird in the comics, but not in this world. He is he is married to an unless, agent. Unless because I don't want them. To, maiden, this is me being selfish. Her, I don't want I don't. them to get rid of Agents of Shield continuity. Well, they yeah, but I mean, unless it's it's involving the fact that. Her maiden name is Morris, and when she married, she's Chick Laura. Laura's her, Laura's her middle name, and Bobby's her maiden. So they could do. They, they could, could do, do it. that. I but just having, think they, having Adrian I think they Plucky come back to play the character from Shield. Yeah, she was a great character, and you know, in the we'll comics, see. she is blonde, but you can shade your hair. And they, put it this way. Put it this way. The show eventually, after uh, after after like four years. Jarvis eventually became Vision. You know, that's the crazy how characters evolve. You know, Paul Bettany went from Jerry, doing a we voice just got work. Kingpin in this, played by we Vincent D'Onofrio. We had, we had another cameo in another MCU somewhere. We won't talk Be about Be careful. Clinton Kate burned the Ronin suit. I think that's a waste, but I guess it's just a suit. Anyone could put the suit on again, and I think they should. <laughs> and then the, the episode ends with Jerry's favorite moment, where Kate's trying to figure out what she's going to be called. And Jerry wants her to be called Hawkeye so bad. No, he call doesn't. Her Hawkeye. Call no, her God, Hawkeye. No. Be your I, own I name. Want Hawkeye Come up too. with a name. I want double Hawkeyes. Uh, hey, look, it's Hawkeye. And then the response is, which one? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Spider-Man. Which one? Hey, it's Wolverine. Which one? You know, there's a female Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You have to call female Wolverine. She was called Weapon... Weapon, what was it? Weapon X or we- Weapon Weapon, weapon 19. Well, I, I can't. It's been so long. They've changed it now. They've, they've ruined it. I, I don't know But the that's name. just it. There's Wolverine. And there's female Wolverine. If you say Wolverine, everyone's gonna think that's just what it is. Uh, but you know, they, but they they didn't set it in stone, so we'll see what happens. And then we get our mid credit sequence, which is the full length musical number. Are you happy that they showed this, or did you, you want, are. or did you want more? Uh, this was this was wonderful. I'm always want about like I mean the, the the key of after credit scenes, the ones that we've enjoyed the most are the ones that go and here's a little bit more of something coming down the road, mm-hmm. versus oh uh, Tony Stark was talking to Bruce Banner the whole time at the end of Iron Man three, and you go okay, it's nice to see uh, Bruce Banner a little bit more, but. Uh, or the end of Thor: Dark World, where the monsters running, the creatures yeah, running you're kind of like I, I need, I want, I want just a hint towards something else. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, Thanos's brother, Star Fox, in there, which is nice. That's kind of cool. You're like, oh, there it is. But you know, I loved it. No, having said no, that, no, it was no. a wonderful sequence. The oh, it's fantastic! Great. It was really I, good, I would so. love to see. I, I've said before, I would love to see this actually on stage. That would be a lot of fun. So the there was a couple cameos in there from Broadway people. I mean the main the main cameo. Let's being, see if his name's right. 
What's that? Let's see if we get these names right. Well, hang on. I, I, as I'm talking to you, all of a sudden, my name goes, oh, I forgot his name. And I didn't write it down because he was the original Roger in Rent. And why am you know, in Roger and Me. No, he was not in no, Roger and Me. The Roger and Me um, musical. In the musical, yes. He was in the Roger and Me musical. He played Michael Moore. I'm Michael Moore, and I want more from you. Something like that. Adam Pascal. He, he did the singing of this. And when we when you see it originally, you don't really, he's on there, but you don't really see him because like you're like oh he's Captain America he's, he's playing just a regular guy yeah Anna Pascal original Roger on Rent he's Broadway legend he's fantastic his voice is just wonderful his voice is very similar to the guy who does Captain America in a lot of ways in this scene because it's like they start singing and then all of a sudden cuts to I can do this all and like when I heard that song first time I I was not paying attention I enough thought to, like, it was Adam Pascal singing the whole time and then the the heroes were just mouthing their words and I, I no, that's no, that guy's not no no, no he's but not the the the, actor. the actors that are singing on stage is Captain America Hulk Thor. They're not actually singing. They actually have Broadway actors when they really? when the they Captain record America the song. Guy did not mm-hmm. do his singing. He did not do his singing. He's he's lip singing that. That's not a known. Is he? That's okay. not a known actor. That's a they got extras for that. Who but did it's a great not, job? It's not the same guy. No. So it is two separate voices. I believe it is. I believe it's two separate voices because I know they got like nine different Broadway people, including Chris Sieber, who I adore because he played Lord Farquaad on Broadway and he's just phenomenal. Um, but he's not. He's not on the stage version. Also, the the compo- the conductor. That's the show several times. Several yes. times. That's that's Mark Shaman. He did a bunch of composing for the TV show Smash, Hairspray, the 2007 Mary Poppins Returns. But he also, what you know him from, is he was he did the music for South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Mm. <laughs> so he's he's phenomenal. He's oh, yeah. he's a great he's a great composer. You know what would have made that's this scene was better him. if somebody mm-hmm. was in the audience that we looked at like it's it's Scott Lang. You know if they could do that. Oh, know, we didn't mention that Scott got a shout out shout out earlier with the Pim arrow. He's like, yes. I got to talk to Scott about that. Yeah, it would have been great to see a Scott Lang in there or the Falcon watching it or somebody. So, I mean, again, somebody we got else, a cameo yeah. in Falcon the Winter Soldier when Don Cheadle showed up as Rhodey mm-hmm. and you kind of just like, oh, there, that's, you love it. Just give a little, 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 little bit. Love it. I mean, this guy Kingpin, so I guess this was, that, was, guess, that was the best crossover you can hope for. I guess that's what we're going to get. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, right? You know what would have been awesome? If Phil Coulson was in the audience watching it going, oh, I, I remember this day. I, didn't, I, I didn't get to see this day. But again, he's dead in this universe. He is. Well, actually, he's dead in the other universe, too. That's a yeah, robot A couple times, yeah. I don't know what's going on. There's an LMD. I might be dead in the other universe. I don't know. <laughs> and he's dead. <laughs> so that's the end. Uh, I, put, I put this note down as well that interesting that in this last episode, his hearing was never an issue. Like, they never talked about Good. him having... He's wearing the hearing aid the whole time. It's an interesting thing they pulled from the comics. His hearing aid has the it, capability to also clearly... That's that's a, that's a, that's a, a stark technology. We can hear better when he turns it up. Like, maybe he can, like... But he can also communicate with it. He doesn't have to, like, oh, take that out right. just to have, that's like, right. a microphone system. So I don't know if... They kept it from the comics, because obviously it's in the comic miniseries that they was done. But they didn't really... They didn't go anywhere with it. I'm okay with that. I'm just happy because in the comics, I believe it's Kazi is the one who eventually takes two arrows and stabs him in the ears, which he was already having problems hearing, and that kind of did it. went deaf, yeah. Yes, which, again, I don't even know if he's still deaf in the comics. How can he be? I mean, they live in a world where... In a world. And unfortunately, they weren't all LARPing at the end like I had hoped. But the LARPers got to be it at the end, too, so I'm okay with that. I like when he laughed and we're like, oh, we're, we're going to die or we're going to lose or whatever you said. I thought that was nice, too. But, yeah, I wish the LARP, I wish they had been LARPing at the end, but that prediction did not come true. One death, Kazi died. That was it on that. 
and Kingpin. He's never coming back. No, he's coming back. Wait, wouldn't that? Oh, that'd be the worst. And that brings us to the end of another Marvel show. The next Marvel show we're guessing is going to be Ms. Marvel? She-Hulk? I think Ms. Marvel's coming before She-Hulk or Moon Knight, but it's all with that. We talked about that. But instead, our next podcast will be a show that we're actually going to watch in about 10 minutes after we're done recording this. We're going to watch The Book of Boba Fett, and that will be the next thing up. Wait, it's a book? Aww. Aww. So that will be the next podcast we do is the book of Boba Fett. And what's the next Marvel? Is it gonna? Is it Doctor Strange? Do you think? That's not till May. I think. I, know. I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the shows we just talked. Or about. Or is it? When does Morbius come out? Uh, oh my God! Yeah, I'll probably have to do that one beforehand. So, also, I'd like to acknowledge. I don't know if you noticed, but there was new music at the front of this podcast. That Ooh. was actually after after. There's music on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Joel doesn't listen to it. That is the, our new theme music that uh, my son Jason composed and put together and everything like that. So I'd like to thank him for it. Uh, I thought it'd be a good job. Wait, wait, because I, I didn't listen to the last one. Did you do the Bennett Brothers opening? I I, I did our I did a, the Bennett Brothers opening uh, for the first episode of the Bennett Hawkeye. Brothers Christmas? And no, no. And then I did that for the last four. Because it's like, you know, yeah, the, the, the Saturday Brothers Live. Christmas oh, yeah. is the best. Yeah, I did it because I figured, like, you know what? I always tried to do it once a year when it was on S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I can keep doing this. It's brilliant. Going through it. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so that's been playing here. But on Good. this one, we switched to this because I had to get it on this one. Because the next one, I'll probably switch back to the Better Brothers Star Wars theme, which he did also. So awesome! Yeah, so I gotta bounce around. So thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jay. All right, and that is the end. So guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we are probably going to have a Patreon exclusive coming out really soon, which we do something which is going to be the year end, go through all of these superhero moves and kind of rank them a little bit. That came out this you know, year. We didn't like do it last year because of. Yeah. We may even life, do another but... one where we're talking about possibly just going through the blockbusters of the year. Your your, your, just to see like Jungle Cruise, yes. Jungle Cruise, <laughs> Matrix, Dune, uh, get Godzilla versus Kong. Just kind of like go down that list and kind of think back to like those so, are the big so ones. All, this so year. all the all the HBO Max movies because you didn't go to the theater other than the I two know. Marvel movies. No, no, I went to three Bond, Marvel movies. Bond. Oh, you went James to Bond. Bond. I didn't go to Bond. Ah, uh, uh, kind of. See, I, I went. I went for I went for West Side Story. So, and plus, obviously, all the big films at Netflix like. Whatever the rock was in, and then the rock was another one. Oh, see, Free Guy. Free Guy's another one that was a, a big movie, and Snake Eyes. <laughs> Yikes! So those are for the patrons. Uh, if you want to be a supporter, obviously go to Better Brothers Podcast, no, Patreon.com/slash Better Brothers Podcast, and join us. One dollar minicast. You're in. All the fun minicasts are up there. They're all fun. They're all crazy, and they're out there. Uncensored. Yes. So extreme. That's with three X's. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoy the journey. Again, uh, we'll be back soon. This is Jerry. This is Joel. Talk to you next time.